Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And what's up, guys? This is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The Guy Show, The Culture Report. Bo- 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 bo. No, no, no. This is, this is The Culture Report presented by The God Show. Right. And we have a new mainstay, permanent guest, who is no longer a guest. He's now a co-host. So everybody welcome and show love to Juju. Let's get it. The neighborhood Gucci man. came man. and he never left, man. The man came and never left. He came <laughs> with some real good information and he ain't left yet. I love it. Let's go. No, Ray, you see his shirt? Oh, no. Nah, he came with a message. That, that, but the thing I like about Juju is Juju is from the era of arguing back. Shout with out to everybody. Stay positive. I don't argue back, Juju. Like, I literally <laughs> would see somebody going through. Somebody could say, like, I read comments sometimes, and sometimes I'm like, what the shit? Then I go to their profile, and I'd be like, you got 32 followers, man. You got a, you got. I'm petty. I click, I click on their page, and they're artists. I, click, I listen, I'd be like, damn. You argue because you mad. I don't even go that far. I don't want to get machine. I don't want to get machine. I listen to be like, but I love telling people. I'm like, they be like, who is this guy? I'm like, this is a guy that can help you. Mm-hmm. But because you call me, like, I only have a problem when people call me out my name. If you don't agree with me, you can say whatever you want. But when people call you out your name, it's like, bro, you really felt like that compelled to like write this guy's and dumbass like. Okay. Went out of your way. It's, it's just like, bro, you ain't. I, I wouldn't say that about nobody ever. Like, I just, I'm just smart enough to know you can't have that take. But let's get into it. Let's have some fun. Okay, yay. So, all right, I want to start off with, um, okay, so Sexy Red Sex Tape got leaked. Ebro went on to say that this was pretty on brand for her. If you had an artist that you were managing and she was a, well, does gender even matter in this? Yes. If you had a female artist that you were managing, what advice would you give her if something like this happened to her? Well, it has happened to a female artist that I was working with. And it was just like, I mean, I mean, you literally have people that are having sex online right now for a living. So for me, it's like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, especially if it's on point with your brand. Kirk Franklin, <laughs> sex tape leaking, <laughs> we're all appalled. I, you know, no, sexy red sex tape leaking is like mm, we kind of expected that. But what was weird to me was her reaction was so she was appalled. Which to me, when I see sexy red, I look at her as like the diet version of Sukiana, right? Mm-hmm. But if you follow Sukiana, Sukiana is actually on Twitter right now, online giving you can see videos of her, her performing oral sex on her man. Like or and having sex, so it's like I just didn't understand why she was so appalled by it. it Don't was get caught in a rabbit hole of sexy red Twitter. If you go on sexy red Twitter, anything she tweets and you click on it, there's yeah. a thread yes. of sex tapes <laughs> yes. on her. So I got caught it's more than that one. It's not, not her. her. Sex it's not her. But her people. fans, like if yeah. she tweets anything on, if she puts anything out on X. Literally, she could put the skies blue, and everybody's and gonna leak. There's, that there's nothing but sex tapes down. On it. And this yeah, is I mean, before her sex tapes. Twitter is where all the porn is, so yeah. you know it's funny to me. Like I always say, like before you watch an artist, go to their Twitter. That tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Their Instagram is yeah. PG, PG thirteen at the worst. Twitter is where they get down. Mm-hmm. For sure, Twitter is where they get down. So I was just mad. I just couldn't understand why she was so 
disgusted by if it. If I was sexy red, my next single's coming out with Pornhub. I'm partnering with Pornhub, what? and I'm I doing like a wild that. ass. Drive. What? Only That's the fans. brand or OnlyFans. Like, I'm tapping in with OnlyFans, and we're literally gonna be like that. Is the brand? My my merch is sponsored by OnlyFans on tour. That she's is, on tour. That is the brand. That's but why I thought it worked. Realistically, though, her baby daddy's in jail. Tour. Like she's baby daddies are in jail. Um, and that's an intimate moment that got leaked that you thought was going to be be between you and a person. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, but you, but yeah, the it's bit, on brand but, for her, but she still, could yeah, but be the minute is that the minute that a guy pulls out uh, a, a camera and starts recording, you either going to stop it or you're going to let it go. You're either going to stop it or you're going to let it go. You ain't going to, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get like, if it's a camera, like I had a situation happen to me, something similar like that, but I didn't know it was a camera in the room. And when she got mad that I didn't want to mess with her more, she was like, I got a camera sex tape. It wasn't like sex tape. You then can't it was, do that to guys. Yeah, but you she was, but, but, but she was trying to, she wanted to hurt me because she she was actually a, a porn to use star. A blackmail. She's a porn star. So she didn't care if it went out. Mm. She that's on brand with her. For me, it was like, why would you do that? But she was mad because I didn't want to talk to her. But let's we were talking about porn. Let's get past that. Don't get too deep into that. It was a while ago. So I didn't know men could be extorted. Let's not talk about that. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. So, oh, God, y'all have been dragging me about this one. Um, Drake's new album came out, but before we get to talking about that, I want to actually take a step back. Um, Drake just wrapped up his tour in Toronto. Um, 21 Savage was actually denied access to one of the shows because he couldn't get his green card. and little baby stepped in. So it made me think, who does Drake make better music with? Little Baby or 21 Savage? Well, I don't think he's had enough with Baby, in my opinion, to say Baby. I think it was more 21. I just think him and 21 yeah, are really good together. Because Drake is, like, very proper, and 21 is, like, just raw with it. So I like them better together. All right. And stepping it up one, so we got 21 on the comparison, 21 and Drake. What about Drake and Future? That's toxic twins. My treacherous <laughs> twin. That's, that's, that's literally. About his treacherous twin. That's it right there. That's toxicity at its finest. I love it. I like Drake in 21 better, personally, but I think Future is just that good where he stands out on his own. Mm-hmm. 21 doesn't add melody. Drake does. 21 adds raw lyrics. Drake's adds the melody. Future and Drake both add melody. So it's kind of like you don't really need the melody from, you know, Drake, if you're future. That's why I'm like. What a time to be alive was a wild time in the strip clubs. Yeah, it, it was. was a wild <laughs> time it in the strip clubs. But I also think it was a time where they were both figuring out who they were and what they were going to do. Like, kind of like together. Like, that was crazy. But, yeah, I, I like him in 21 better. 21 just feels so raw to me. Like Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's so raw and, un, like, I got feelings for you. Like, he just knows how to attack a record. Future can do anything, so because he can do anything, he don't need Drake. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was thinking to myself, I was like, Matt, does is Future better than Drake? You don't want my answer on that. I re- no, I really I'm was a- thinking about that. No, I'm not because I'm not even <laughs> trying to start nothing. Because I'm like, it, to me, it was always forementioned that Drake was better. But as time went on, I'm like, you start really look like wait for you and Future just really can do anything. Drake is better at being cordial with people to get what he wants out of them. Future's like... Future's not a seducer at all. He's like, I'm raw, street nigga, got money, fuck y'all. You want to be in my world? He's Atlanta nigga. Future's been putting me up at Atlanta nigga with motion. (laughs) That's how Atlanta niggas with motion move. But I was like, man, does Future have a better catalog than Drake? I don't know, man. Drake don't have a dirty sprite, too. (sighs) Here we go. (laughs) 
Drake don't have a dirty sprite too. I'm not trying to even start no trouble. I'm just really like Future really is like low key. Like I just think he's quiet and he doesn't ask for the credit, so no one really feels the need to feed it to him. But I think if you go record for record for record, I think it was really Drake all the way up here. But I think as of late, I think Future has been, it's like they almost switched roles where now Drake is dropping more music and Future has dropped limited music. And I think Future has started making, being intentional about what he's making and he's not missing anymore. I'll give you another great example. Okay. So by being a lit nigga, yep. you normally deal with, we deal with women. You yep. elevate the women that you deal with. Yeah. No shade, oh, but have any of the women Drake dealt with been elevated? All the all the shorties that future mentioned. Well, damn! But that's because that's, a, that's, that's, that's because that's you hear that's because nigga. you hear rumors of who he dating. But that's still that's future still actually will hold hands and right. bring on a red carpet and give you a light. Case you're a hit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, he wrote it too. Drake hasn't publicly been Drake hasn't publicly like Drake like you'll see Drake on a date from a helicopter. He's still I don't think Drake can date Lori Harvey. He not that he not cool enough to date Lori Harvey. Nah, you're wrong. He can. He just. That's His tough. brand, he just doesn't put it out Lord there like that. Lori's dated non-cool dudes. Nah, 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 nah. Because even the cool, like she dated Franklin is a cool nigga. <laughs> yeah, from Franklin from, from Snowfall is a cool nigga. I knew, like, I knew you were cool nigga. Franklin. But what about so Michael like, B. Jordan? He's not the... Michael B. Jordan's a cool... He was in The Wire. N- next cool to nigga. Next to Future, if Future and, and, and Michael B. Jordan in a room and you had to rate on coolness... I'm pretty sure you're going to say Future is a little bit more swaggy, got a little, a little bit, bit more charm. No, no, no. A lot of bit. Right. So that's why I'm like, come on. Like, so if look, he hold had on, a chance. But actors, but actors are not expected to be cool. But Actors are expected right. to be actors. That's mm-hmm. why actors don't really like, like, first of all, you're playing someone else. There's nothing cool about that. You're acting like someone else. You're just successful. And I think if that guy doesn't have a, like you just said, Michael B. Jordan, he was in The Wire. Oh, Damson, whatever his name is, Damson, mm-hmm. he's on a Snowfall. They on street shows. If these motherfuckers was on Tyler Perry shows. <laughs> they actually got, but they actually cool they ass be considered niggas, though. cool, though. That aura I'm would be saying, different. They're not being considered cool because, because they're playing, they're playing cool characters. Like the guy who plays They're not being considered, considered cool because okay. they're cool. So the reason I brought them into, into okay, play. Ahead. Let's go. Aubrey Graham played in Degrassi, Wheelchair Jimmy. So from an actor standpoint... So once again, you talk about being a cool nigga. Nah, I know some cool niggas that are actors that are like Damson Sinjers and Michael B. Jordan, where nah. this nigga was wheelchair Jimmy. Now he's now he's telling yeah, you this is nah. all my dog. Nah, nah, he he ain't played wheelchair man. Jimmy in fifteen goddamn years. Come you on. can't give Michael him. B. Jordan wasn't in the wife for fifteen. I know, shit. and that's why you don't want brought it up, and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you, he was just Creed. He was Apollo Creed. Yeah, he got killed in the wire too. He was a snitch <laughs> in the wire too. He they was killed definitely him. Remember they killed him. He was a snitch in the wire too. So, I mean, let's just be a little, you know. <laughs> just saying, I don't think. I, I'm just saying, I don't think that no one considers actors cool. Okay. Rap is about being cool. Mm-hmm. Acting is about being talented and fitting the part. Rap is not about that. But so, what we just talked about this too, though, is is being a rapper. Is that not part of being a character? You have to be. Yeah, be, but you're, the character you're playing is supposed to be yourself. So now we, make, we are suggesting to play a character. But doesn't that? <laughs> but isn't that why Drake is such a well-renowned artist or rapper because he's great at playing a character? He's great at being an actor. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's that is why he doesn't lose. Every he's he understands how to play his role and he does it better than anybody. And yeah, it's it's it's. I hate to do that because I know we could probably gonna talk about him and what happened. But it's just so interesting to me how these artists are like so like serious about being 
judged or being like talked about by people like us. It's weird to me because it's oh, like, oh, so you're going right into what we were talking about. No, I'm just saying it's weird to me that these guys are like, like, like you just said, like you play wheelchair Jimmy. Why do you take yourself so serious? But they do. And they watching and hear I mean, what you gonna I, say, and they're like getting mad. It's like, bro, like that shit is amazing to me. But I do understand why they get mad. Like, like I understand that perspective too. Why artists would get mad? Like, so you talk about the Joe Budden thing. Yeah. So Joe Budden and <laughs> Drake have been kind of having a back and forth on Instagram in the comments. <laughs> um, Birdman even jumped in. Um, so. Joe Budden pretty much says that he wants to see some type of evolution from Drake. He's saying that he wants to, he expected a little bit more. Um, and Drake kind of responded and was like, you're a failed rapper. Kind of telling him stay in his lane type of thing. Um, so he has a modest house, which is like, <laughs> I would have definitely told him not to say that. He said you have a modest house and you fly first class only yeah, on I would occasion. definitely not tell him not to say that. Because the one thing Drake has always been is a man of the people. Mm-hmm. A man that made us feel like we're all winning. And when you start separating and start talking about you live in a modest house that in this time, I could see the fans kind of like being like, well, damn, well, if he lives in a modest house, what kind of house do I live in? But so, but that, that shit is personal. So a lot of people don't realize of course it is. that shit is, is actually personal. So like, and the reason Drake even feels some type of way is because he looks at Joe Budden like, you got to think, the people who listen to Joe Budden's platform, his podcast, are Drake fans. Right. His so demographic. Like, his right? demo- his, I don't think so. Nah, bro. So. They both they're both super toxic. They're both super toxic, and they both have like it, the. I guarantee you, majority of the listeners that are li- that have listened to for the dogs are tune. They tune into the Joe Budden podcast or follow him on Instagram or social media in some form of capacity. So, mind you, that was a a minute, two minute clip that was pulled from a entire hour interview where he was big up in the project the entire time. But that right. part was pulled out to make it mm-hmm. so it's like, of course, I'm blowing this up, and now. Drake is like, nah, nigga, you took a personal shot at me, motherfucker. Yeah, we already was, got smoke. What was the personal shot? He he basically told him, he said, nigga, you need to grow the fuck up. He said, the personal is that shot. personal? Hold on, the personal shot was you need to stop fucking 25-year-olds like Joe Budden didn't fuck yeah. what's name and get have his, his baby mothers. He said mm-hmm. fucking or fucking with? He said you need to stop fucking 25-year-olds. Okay, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, so it's personal. I'm not, by the way, I don't, I don't have no skin in the game either way. I, I just feel like I didn't think Joe said anything personal. He just gave his opinion. But I've said that about Drake. I just haven't said it that way. You can take any song from any Drake's project. You can play, except for maybe Views, because that was where he had the one dance and the, the Caribbean vibe. But you can take music from any Drake project, and you can mismatch and put songs, and it'll fit in. Like, you can't take a song from this Beyonce album and put it on one of her old albums, and it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. You can't take a song from Jay's last album, 444, and put it on Hard Knock Life, and it doesn't stand out, right? The messaging mm-hmm. is just off. So with Drake, he kind of says and does the same thing. He is like the guy that didn't leave high school, stayed in high school, kind of became the cool nigga in high school, and was like, I like it here. But, by the way, that works, by the way. I'm not, Absolutely. That works, but when an artist and failed or not failed, maybe that's why he failed, because he was attempting to be and do more. Meanwhile, Drake is like, I'm staying in this lane, and this is all I'm going to do, and that's why it works for him. So I just think it's like, I just didn't like the modest house, fly first class. I just felt like he, he, you should have kept it on music. And to me, you didn't. And when you do that, you kind of like. I think all the gloves came off, though, when he added that part of you need to stop fucking 25-year-olds. You need to stop doing. But I think about that. So I can see that, too. But I'm just, even then, you're supposed to vibrate at a much higher level to not let someone bring you down to their level. And if Joe was talking what you thought was down here, it's like how we start the show, like. 
we can see people talking bad about us down here. It's our option to go down to there or not. Absolutely. And and if I do, like, sometimes sometimes you do get the best of you. We're like, nigga, you broke and I ain't. You know, that's sometimes that's the easiest thing to go for. Like, how you talking shit about me and I got more than you? And that's low vibrational. By the way, I've done it too. So, so I'm he, not even, he definitely I'm called him. He called him the epitome of failure. He said you. He said you are the poster child for failure. I, I think. I think he's actually. I think he said wrong. I think Joe Budden is actually the epitome of pivoting. Absolutely. And I think that Joe was probably feeling like Drake. You should pivot also a little and stop talking about the same little boy shit. And I think that. I just think it's light skin beef. So I got. I got a question too. And this 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 goes back to this goes Age back to the media space that we're in, right? Okay. So if we say something, we happen to have a take on the artist, and the artist claps back at us. Like, at, part of it is like that's 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 them giving us the big ups of saying like, damn, you you recognize as being your colleague or being yep. on the level of you saying I can have the ability to say something back to you. Yep. But then the other part is like, should that artist have taken the high road and not said shit to us? So, well, when you whenever you respond, you let people know that they bothered you, and once you let people know that they bothered you, you actually put more like that is Joe's biggest episode ever. Absolutely, and it's also helped Drake streams like Drake. It helps. It helps each other. It worked, you know what I mean. But I just, I just don't like the personal shit. Like, I'm always about that. Like, if it's personal, then let's make it personal. But if it's business, let's not make it personal. And I felt like Drake was like tired of this nigga because he said the same thing about Cardi B. Yeah. And Cardi B just responded on, like, I don't know what he got against me, and it was over, right? But Drake kind of was like, he went dark. And it's been personal for a couple years with them. Like, it's been personal. So, like, I think, like, I'm actually, I, I like it from a marketing standpoint. Like, if my sure. artist were to, if, if you gave him enough clout to go back and clap at you, and it helped push the album sales, like, I'm not mad but at I, it but, but you can tell by Joe's response that it wasn't personal. Oh, it wasn't. I hope you grow up. To me, that was like. You'll grow up one he day. He big up the whole the album, yeah. the entire the entire so, podcast. So to me, his response about "I hope you grow up" to me was like, "Thank you for not going back and forth because it's just gonna be who got more money, who got more this, who got that." And it was just a take on an album mm-hmm. that he oh, might I- like three weeks from now. Remember, I told you I didn't like the the, the Diddy album Hello. the first week, mm-hmm. and then like second day, I was like, "This shit is kind of dope." Sometimes you just go into it a critical ear. You just can't. Bro, it's just music, man. Just, By the way, I personally think this is one of Drake's best body of works in a, a very long time. Okay. It got to grow on the rest of us. You got to give it some time. I did a poll on Twitter. I mean, on IG. And people like, let it grow. So you know let's give like it a while. Yeah, let's, let's. I like it because he actually, like, a, a, a good artist can bring people, other people that don't necessarily fit in your, your space into your own element. So he brought Tizo Touchdown into his, his world. He brought... Yeet into his world, which is one of the best songs in that, that project. He brought Sexy Red into his world, but he created a safe space for them to actually express their artistic ability on his on his work. But Drake and, always and, does and, what, that. and what Joe basically said was, "Those are all people who have probably came in the game in the last two or three years, mm-hmm. haven't won." That's all he was basically saying. But, like that's what Joe was saying. But like, that's why I look at that shit. It's crazy. I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with. But I'm saying when he said that, I'm like, well, that's why he said it. You know what I mean? Like you out here playing. For the kids, when you're a grown man, there's something to think about. But it's but like Drake you get mad at the best that. mentor in school. You get mad at the nigga that, that went pro and now he came back to, to reach back. No, I'm with you. Out. No, I'm with you. No, I'm not mad at that. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. But like I said, my only thing is that as a, as a fan of Drake, I want to hear him. I want to hear the growth. Gotcha. Like I, wanna, like I don't think there's a, like having a daughter changed me. You can see me before Miyoki, after Miyoki. I'm a different person. Having a kid changes anybody. Absolutely. How he had a kid and it still kind of feels like it's the same. That's, I, by the way, I've said this a hundred times. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
to me, that's, that's what makes a great artist great. And I also, we also not talking about the fact that he said he was mentally uh, taking, a break. taking a break. That's Lucian Grange's fault. Because when they gave him that half a billion, they was like, we need album after album after album. And he ain't never did that before. Mm-hmm. So I could see him being like, I'm torn, I'm making an album. He always moved at his own pace. But that mm-hmm. half a billion put a pace on him. Yeah. And I think that's what made him tired. So I blame the, the music business for it because that shows that anybody can be burnt out. Mm-hmm. Drake is, well, he's talking about five albums since he got that five billion. Yeah. That was, that's what I'm saying. Like, they want, they, they want the music. And now he has to do it. Now he's probably tired because he feels like, man, I got to grow up. I got to look inside. Like, you got artists that are like, I'm going to make an album when I want to make an album. And now he's in the position where I got to put out music because I just got all this money. And now you're looking for inspiration. But I think uh, well, I think another element that makes it really dope is I don't think we've ever had a person that, that was this wealthy and this toxic to get to reach this, <laughs> not to be for real, reach this level of success, but still is like, no, nah, I'm still going to be petty. Like, I can be petty and poke and jab as much as I want because well, I'm rich as wealthy fuck. and toxic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kanye's with wealthy and toxic. But Kanye won't do it in music. Kanye has always been about making the music as best as he possibly can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Drake is like, shit. I'm gonna give you five, six bars that's gonna be like, I'm toxic as fuck, I'm rich as fuck, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, but then if you do that, you gotta be okay with someone who is just as toxic and has money talking shit. Absol- that's absolutely. That's all. I, that's the only problem I got. I agree. Like, if you really feel like, like I can't imagine commenting to somebody who I think is beneath where I'm at in life. Absolutely. And if you believe he's so beneath where you are, don't respond. Because he's beneath where you are. You even said it. In this, that's all you said was you didn't make it, I did. Why are you responding? I think also it's a tactical move, though, because Drake is very tactical, too. That means like, he yeah. cares. Yeah, he cares. But you got to think. You got to think. This Joe Budden conversation has so literally by itself made you go and listen to the album. Let me see what Drake, fuck is Drake's talking about. So instead of you before being like, oh, it's 23 songs. I'm not about to listen to all 23. you like, let me hear what the hell he's saying. So now them album sales. So but, Drake is a tactical well, aspect. Let me ask you a question. Where do you see the people out here that's talking about how great it is and they got to go listen to it? I mean, my, my core circle loves it. Like, I'm to my online. You, I can't find a post. This is one. This is Joe's job at this point. This is his profession. People are going to give feedback. That's what you put things out there for. So people can Absolutely. listen to it and form their opinion. So don't attack someone. He could have had that conversation via DM. That's why I do think it was strategic. And I think they kind of are having this back and forth on purpose. Both of them are benefiting from this whole conversation. Like we said, Drake doesn't do anything kind of random. Everything is a little thought out. So I think both of them are benefiting from it and it's smart on both ends. So people can go listen to Joe's podcast to see what he had to say about Drake. People can go listen to Drake's music to see what Joe said. So both of them are benefiting. Um, So by the time this comes out on Friday, the BET Awards would have aired. Um, one of the things that was big was um, Best New Artist. So both Ice Spice, Sexy Red, Finesse Two Times, it was a few people that were fighting for it. Who do you guys think won Best New Artist between Ice Spice and Sexy Red? That's tough. So Ice Spice. I'm about to say Ice Spice. she's bigger. And she has a bigger machine behind her. Ice Spice from that from that aspect. Now for the people, now who won the people? Red. It's Sexy Red. So when they did it, the crowd started chanting "Sexy Red, Sexy Red." So Ice Spice won. Ice Spice won. Yeah, because she has a bigger machine. So I didn't even know that. And then, but Sexy Red is the people's favorite right now because I think guys mess with her too. Yeah, she's the rare one that guys actually <laughs> mess I think, with. Man, they have entire NFL teams singing "Ski" in their locker yeah. room. That's what I'm saying. But like, I think she has, I'm saying, but that's rare though. She has guy a guy base like really supporting her. That's why I was saying it. Like, My issue is that. 
Ice Spice wasn't at the show. And I think that that's something that... the machine that, probably told her it's yes. not important. And that's what I don't like in our culture. BET Awards is one of the first things y'all cut out. But that's one of the first places y'all go when you're trying to get on red carpets in front of media and do stuff like that. But once you make it, the first show you decide to skip is the BET Awards. And I think that like we need to hold BET Awards to the same standards that we hold everything else and all the other cultures. But like, to be fair, that's the BET Hip Hop Awards. And the BET Hip Hop Awards are pre-recorded. So anybody that's ever, what hurts them, by the way. I about to say, anybody who's ever been to a pre-recorded show, like it's by far one of the most boring yeah. war shows you're ever going to go to. Because if somebody can't read a teleprompter, they're going to do, do that shit five, six times. They were doing performances over, like whole yeah, performances. Like, yeah. So like, I think like from that aspect, yeah, she's a new artist, so she should have been there. Mm-hmm. But if anybody's ever been to those awards, especially the pre-recorded, you're like, bro, Hell, I'm not coming back to this one. As soon as my artist performs, I'm leaving. I'm getting the hell yeah, on. Exactly. They, they take- I'm all for a drive-by. Listen, pull up and leave once you get your award. But I still think that we need to show up and make these things still important. Like, if we're going to call ourselves, like, the face of new black media and stuff like that, then we need to make sure that we are honoring the platforms that we already have and we're taking them as serious. Nobody says, oh, this is just the VMAs. I'm not going to show up because it's a video music award. Well, I think, I think the they NCAA are. I think awards. people, I think artists... I think award shows are losing their cachet, period, right now. I think artists are tired of award shows. Like, I don't like the VMAs happened, and I didn't even know it was happening until it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I literally heard about it, like, as it was happening. The VMAs is on TV. You should watch it. It's like, oh, it's on TV? Is it live? Like, I didn't even know. If I didn't know, I knew about the VMA, v- VMAs from social media. Mm-hmm. Watching, like, people get out of red carpet, like, oh, it's happening right now. You also got to think, well, you used to carry the VMAs. It's video music awards. So it was... MTV used to have the damn, or VH1 used to have videos playing all day long. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even have cable to watch videos all day, so you're getting your videos from watching YouTube. So now if it became, now if YouTube creates an award show, mm-hmm. it's a different story. Oh. But you got like old, these old stations like VMAs or uh, BET that are, that are still running awards. Most people don't even have cable to watch it. Mm-hmm. So if you can't have, don't have cable to watch it, you're, unless you hear about it or unless you are part of the industry and you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to be in LA this time, I'm going to be in New York this time. That's the only time you're going to pop up and pull up on it. If you were in charge of the award shows, what would you do to kind of get the media and get it back more popular and get people to kind of attend it a little bit more? Shit. It would be, I would go to YouTube. YouTube, like literally all the YouTube people who have podcasts, those are the people, like these are the people that people are tapping into. So like, if you, if you really want to push it, push it forward, mm-hmm. you got to move from your antiquated system that you're running. Cause mm-hmm. the current systems don't really work. Like VMAs, like, like Ray said, I, and we work in a business. You you don't you didn't know the VMA was happening to the week of it was happening. You like to the day for me until it was actually happening. That's crazy. Like I literally found out on Instagram while seeing people like, did you see what Puff showed up as? I'm like, oh, because <laughs> now that it was on a Thursday. Yeah, Third, yeah. awards are usually on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep, but they built their shit around Fashion Week. Yep, that's what they really did. New York, they, 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 think about that. Fashion Week has more pull and cachet for they're artists. They're leaning on it to have than, attendance. Than, than the VMAs. They're leaning on it for attendance now. Exactly. What do you mean? So, because you know people are going to be in town for Fashion Week, you know people oh, are going to okay. be in New York. Yeah. They're reaching out to the publicists and to the labels. Hey, do you have any clients that going to be in town this week? Mm. All right, cool. We'll, we'll make sure we have X, Y, and Z going on. We got this going on. Yeah. Now, there are still award shows that people pay attention to. Like, you got the, the, Latin, the, Latin, the Grammys, the Latin <laughs> Grammys, even Billboard. Billboard, yeah. Shit, even the hoodies. The hoodies is a, is the Afrobeat, um, mm-hmm. is that um, African awards. Exactly. Oh. I'm with you. Go. You wish what? What you wish? No, I said I'm with you. Oh, I thought you, yeah. said you had a wish. Okay. Um, another thing that happened at the awards, Jermaine Dupri did his 30 years of so so death. 
um, tribute. He brung out literally everybody from Atlanta I could think of. I really enjoyed it because you got to see the crowd doing all the dances and stuff like that. What do you think Jermaine Dupri's biggest contribution to the Atlanta music scene was or is? I think he's the best songwriter in Atlanta history. I think he's like, I was having a conversation with somebody and they was like, have you ever looked at Jermaine's catalog? And I'm like, that's the same dude that wrote, the same dude that wrote, Inside Out is Wiggity 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 Whack. It's the same dude that wrote, we belong together. Like, the M- M- equals MC Squared. Yeah, bro, like, the, whole like the two biggest R&B albums of the last 30 years, he oversaw and did most of it, most, most of the projects. So, I don't know, I just think that he is the best songwriter to ever live as far as we've lived. I can't think of nobody better. What's one of your favorite projects by him? I actually like Life in 1472. That was slept on. He got this one record uh, with with Lil' Kim and Mace. You get dealt with. Fucking what my dough was like. Fucking with my pride. <laughs> and fucking what my pride is like. Like, dog. And, and then fucking Mace. That was the first time I heard Mace rapping. I was like, you know, people were saying how dope Mace was. Yeah. But he was kind of like not dope. To us in Atlanta, he kind of felt like the alternative option. Mace was Biggie. the reason Cam got the uh, alternative no. option. Yeah, like Biggie was the option. It was oh, like Biggie see, died, and now here they come with this other guy, and, and it's like he's the one. And it's like he just wasn't big to us. And then Rex. he did that. Now I know you like my lazy flow, but can't see my crazy flow. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, he can rap. So JD <laughs> like in fourteen seventy two. We'll take it. All right. So what do you think JD's um, biggest contributions? Atlanta and what is some of your favorite projects from him? I think he, uh, his biggest contribution is that he always carried Atlanta on his back. Like he literally was like, "Welcome to Atlanta" was became a moment. Like okay. he brought everybody to show. He wanted to show you why the city was amazing mm-hmm. and why Atlanta is Atlanta. So I think his his greatest contribution that he 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 represents Atlanta. He's the epitome of representing Atlanta outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then, damn, he 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 represented Atlanta, but he actually made. Dope records. Yeah. He's the best. I just have to say that. Like, yeah, I was literally best. screaming the whole time. Like, he's the everything, best. the franchise boys. Like, it was just so many he layers just, to it. Like, he just doesn't act like he's the best. His and run that's is the problem crazy. with the world. The world doesn't give credit to people who doesn't. Who, he's not loud. Mm-hmm. He's not loud. Gotta get loud. Get loud. Get loud. I don't know. I think. <laughs> so, doing the Bow Wow Romeo era. Come on now. Uh, that the run he had with Bow Wow was crazy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, Bow Wow was. Uh, um, what's Bow Wow's first album? Um, Beware the Dog. Beware the Dog. Beware the Dog. Sorry, I know. Bounce that. with me. That had JD written all over it. That well, had JD written all over it. The Brat. Was, all right, it was. But yeah, the whole overall thing. Good times. Childhood. Okay. Um, and then um, the baby performed at the BET was with Sexy Red. Um, the baby's had a pretty bumpy career, let's say. Um, he had got in trouble a while ago for saying some homophobic things, um, kicking a fan, I believe. Um, and he kind of took a hiatus and came back, and now he's just killing the charts. Um, what do you think he did right during the times where he faced controversy in the media? It starts and ends with the music. <laughs> I'm about to say, all he's he, a hustler. What he did right was he tapped into his superpower, which he was a dope rapper. And he made dope records and he stopped trying to reason with emotional people who feel one way today and then will feel another way tomorrow. He stopped reasoning with them and he just made what he knew how to make and the people came back. It's the worst thing that I think a lot of people do is they care about public opinion. 
public opinion is it can change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Like it can change tomorrow. Then they can love you. So it's like, I don't worry about what the public thinks. I worry about what I know is right. And I think he did what he knew was right. He made records. Smashes. Smashes. <laughs> what about you, Juju? What do you think? It, oh, just like, yeah, it starts in with the music. His music, his, the music spoke for itself. Like he, he sat there, he said, you know what? All right, you don't fuck with me, cool. I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. Like I have a feel like he. First of all, he's an amazing performer too. Let's like I don't think he gets enough, enough credit. Like mm-hmm. as an entertainer, he as an, puts he's an amazing entertainer too. Yeah. he puts on a show. He yeah, he puts, started uh, in a crowd. He understands went spectacles. On to the stage. He understands. Mm-hmm. He understands that. And I think if you go a little bit deeper, like he's one of the only artists that actually understands what social media, the impacts of what social media can do. Like. He's an artist that's on TikTok, that's on Trilla. Like his, mm. this man has an account on every social yes. media platform. He has an account and he's active to the point where they're like, "Okay, you need to make TikToks." Okay, something as simple as, "All right, after this show, I'm gonna leave a pair of forces here, and an artist gotta go or, or a fan gotta go find them after my show," and his TikToks start going crazy. Mm-hmm. Or him just being a, a great father, him doing like just the things he's doing. So like, I think he understands like who he is, mm-hmm. and he lives. He he literally does he operates as who he is daily mm-hmm. doesn't change i agree with you because that performance was real reflective of that like you said he's real interactive so he started in the crowd went on stage um he did a new song he redid um juvenile's hood rat mm-hmm. it, um, project check i thought that was so cute real on brand for him he brought juvenile out it was really just a good overall show and bridging of um kind of musical gaps and generations so to I see my north carolina nigga man oh lord Jesus Christ, yeah, but I'm proud of him. He did a good job, so it was dope just to be able to see that. So, um, all right, so this goes on to a second question. So this is a two-part question. The first part is, would you rather sign a good writer or an amazing singer? So somebody with a voice or somebody with a pen? That's easy for me. I'd rather sign an amazing writer over a singer. A writer can give 5, 10, 15 voices their voice. A singer has one voice, and that's all they represent. A writer can give everybody in this room a voice. So a writer to me, it, pl- writers you plug in. No, I agree. I agree with that. However, I'm, I'm signing a voice. Like, if I had a chance to sign Whitney Houston, I'm signing Whitney Houston. It's like, mm-hmm. there's not a question. There's not a, there's like, we're not thinking okay, twice let, about this. Okay, let's stay there. Name someone that's even close to Whitney. Mariah. Whitney, no. That was no. an argument they was having. No. Mariah, okay. Whitney, Whitney has probably the most unique and most powerful voice. She's a generational history. talent. I don't even think generation. I think she's a once in a... She's a unicorn. Yeah, unicorn? she's a unicorn. Like she's a not unicorn. even a once in a lifetime talent because we haven't even... I mean, even if Mariah, you can measure Mariah to a lot of people. You can't... I mean, Ariana Grande was Mariah Jr. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's hard to measure Whitney against. The closest you're going to have to Whitney... And this is this is even a stretch. The closest vocally you have to her is a Jasmine Sullivan, and it's a stretch because Jasmine. Oh, no. Jasmine's talented, but I she's love not Jasmine's Whitney. Voice, she's not though. Whitney. Whitney has the greatest. Whitney is the voice of the, this one hundred years. She's the voice of the voices. No, she's she's, she's the literally the voice of. Years. She's the voice. So you of know she's ranked. Years. So you know they they say they, they call her the voice. She's ranked number two behind who? Sam Cooke, which okay. was interesting. I'm not going to argue that because he, he was a great singer and he didn't have enough time. Whitney had enough time. Yeah. And she gave us hit after hit. So I would oh. take, I would take, and then even then. What Whitney about is, Catalog? Who's Whitney catalog? is the only one. I mean, Whitney. anybody's going to take Mariah's Catalog because Mariah has more hits than Whitney. However, when it comes to talent, there's a talent that you like, 
that's the talent you're not going to come across. Right, going through his computer. Right, does have more history than Whitney. I, I can show you. Right, he's going through his computer, which is unfortunate because I'm a, I'm a, mind you, I'm a Whitney stan. He's having, he's going through the computer, go Mariah through the archives. Does not go have better on. songs than Whitney Houston. Mariah does not have one. Ray. I want to run to you, Ray. Mariah, you gonna give me all I want for yes. Christmas, which is a cheat Mariah code. Mariah has twenty four top ten hits, eighteen of them topping the chart, the longest running number one in history. Six number one albums with two of them going diamond. Whitney didn't do that. However, she doesn't have a I will always love you. Mariah's biggest song is what? Oh yeah, but what's her biggest song? Even if we do the second, what's one, her biggest song? All I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. Oh, right. All I, I want for Christmas you. is what's her biggest song. I so, agree with so you. my thing is, is that that song goes number one every year because it's written time. for a niche market and a niche time. Agreed. Right after that, what's next? We belong together. Okay, let's go. We belong together. We belong together is not better than I will always love you. Nowhere close. So are we going to let charts that are covered by people that are not us? Like we, me and you, music guys, we supposed to, we don't, we dictate shit. Just because a song is big don't mean it's the best song. Sometimes it's happening in the right moment. I agree. You and I both know that. So to argue numbers. Mariah could never do what Whitney did at the Super Bowl. Mariah could never do what Whitney did at the Oscars when she sat to sing that medley mm -hmm. that literally mm -hmm. she went to a place where. I don't think, like, it was a spiritual awakening for me. Mariah was always Whitney's number two. And she was light-skinned, and she was married to the CEO of the company that she was signed to. So she got all the love. But that doesn't mean she has a better catalog. Who saved Mariah, I think too? Whitney let's, has let's, a better catalog who than Mariah. Her. Who did she have to go to to get saved? What you mean? JD. She came yeah, JD, JD brought her back. Brought her back. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, let's, let's not Whitney. Oh, Mariah, Mariah can't fuck Whitney. It's like we just got to, and it's like I don't think no one in history can. At one point in time, Whitney Houston was considered the biggest artist in the world. I don't think at Mariah's peak she was considered that. I agree. Like one of her biggest songs is One Sweet Day. Great song. No soul. Oh. <laughs> that's real. No, I'm not being funny. No, I'm being real. honest with you. It don't, like, it's a great song, but it sounds like a contrived record about death. That's what I'm trying to say. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel like a moment in time where... It was like, you know, and by the way, I hate to do this. Like I said, I hate this part of the show because then it looks like I'm disrespecting Right there, man, I want to dance with somebody. That's my favorite song. She's never made one of those. Like, so like, no, trust me. We're on the same page with that. Like, that's why I say like, so you talk about so You the, can't argue in numbers. No, no, no. But yeah. I had I had to tell you who had the more like, I had to. <laughs> so because people, people been calling us, oh, y'all don't give me facts. So I had to give the facts first, but then explain to. So who explain. has a better catalog to you? Me personally? Yeah. Whitney Houston. I listen that's, to. Guess, guess what? We have you here because we want your me personally. <laughs> we don't have you here because you used to tell us Billboard stats. <laughs> Who the fuck has a better catalog? I'm taking Mariah. I'm, I'm taking Whitney. I'm taking me Whitney. too. So then guess what? We just said Whitney is better. That's the end. So that goes back Argue to- with your mama. But that goes back to the writer. That goes back to the writer and the voice. Like when it comes to a person like Whitney Houston- By the way, I'm, by the way, Whitney was the voice. Mariah was a writer and a voice. Mariah wrote every hit on her shit. Period. But I'm saying there's nobody- who can sing like Whitney in history? <laughs> Give me insert. Go ahead. What I said was so we were talking about it, and I was saying that um, Mariah had a song for every aspect of my life. She grew with me. So I grew up listening to Honey and all that good stuff. When I got older, when I was going through my first heartbreak, I got to listen to Anticipation of Mimi and all that good stuff. And then even now, she's still coming up with music. So I was able to grow with Mariah. But as far as a voice is concerned, um, I watched, like recently watched that three uh, medley that Whitney Houston did because I always try to 
if I had to put all my money on the table, say this is somebody who's going to hit it, not embarrass us, their voice won't crack, I know you're going to do good. I can't do that with Mariah. You know Mariah <laughs> tends to embarrass us at New Year's celebrations, on Christmas and shit. That voice might crack. I'm not going for it. Whitney, you know she's going to go up there, be entertaining. You know you're going to hit, you're going to get goosebumps when she sings. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mariah might not. And then what you said about the soul really hit it for me. Like, that's what is missing that soul. So, I agree with you that Mariah is the better singer. But for me personally, Mariah's I kind of. singer? I mean, Whitney's the better singer. But I don't know. I like Mariah's catalog a little bit more. But, okay, let's be clear. Tamira was also born in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what she's supposed to. That doesn't change anything. Mariah grew up with her because she grew up with Mariah. Whitney first hit came 84. Tamira wasn't even thought about. So, this, of course, Tamira, like, that's how I say Jay-Z is the best. Mm-hmm. There might be a guy that might say, my uncle will argue all day that Chuck D is Way better than Jay-Z. <laughs> nigga will argue. Like, you bugging? Jay-Z don't have a song more impactful than Fight the Power. When Fight the Power dropped, it, I don't. I wasn't, I was a kid. I didn't understand it. I wasn't mm-hmm. in it. So, of course she feels that way. But that doesn't take away from the facts. I've never got goosebumps listening to a Mariah Carey song. Never. You play I Want to Run to You, and it's like goosebumps. Like, how the fuck did she do that? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. I have nothing. Mariah don't even have, like, lyrics that change how we feel. Mm. Like, I shouldn't have that. I'm telling you, like, dog. We belong together is the closest I, thing she can The even closest quit. thing she yeah. has to that. And, and that's not fucking. And I, I can name five songs. No disrespect, J.D. I just said what I said about Hope, J.D. But I can name five, three or four songs Mariah and, Whitney Cat, and Whitney's catalog that are better than We Belong Together. I Will Always Love You. I Have Nothing. I want to run to you. Like, bro, these are like, and these are ballads. Mm-hmm. Saving all my love for you. Come on, y'all. What are we talking about? Eight Can't even believe that, that we even having this conversation. Yeah. That's This was this was the other side <laughs> trying to say, don't forget Mariah. Like, come on, bro. No way. And she's so great, but she's a distant number two to Whitney. The distant so, number two. So in that instance. Not a close number two. That's what I say. So in that instance, that you will take the voice over the writer any day. In that instance. Well, Mariah didn't write for nobody outside of Mariah. She wrote for Mariah. Mm-hmm. So is she a writer or is she an artist? Mm-hmm. Because we always argue about R. Kelly. R. Kelly wrote Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone. He wrote for other people. That's what made him a writer. Writing for yourself, that's just expressing who you are as an artist. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Does Kanye not write his own music? Writes music. He probably writes does. Music. Probably does it. I mean, but he does more than that. He's more of the orchestrator in the room. I'm about to say Kanye is oh, like okay. uh, what Walt Disney is. Yeah, and he put he together the, the the creations. He is. He is. Okay, we're gonna go it. to the American Godfather. <clears throat> okay, so there's a picture that's going viral of the mother and son, and she is calling it her son husband. Um, she says she goes on dates with her son, and she got a lot of flack for capturing it, um, raising son husbands or something like that. Let me see if the exact one. Anyway, my question is, women who are raising single, single moms who are raising sons, what advice would you give them in general? Put them in sports. After the son or before the son? After they're born or before they're born? Because mm, they, they, before they was born, I would say don't have don't a son do with a man that you don't want your kid to be like. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So let's do after. So now we here. I'm a single mom. Whatever happened to the dad? What What advice do you give single moms raising sons? Like put them what? in sports. Fine. They need they need a they need a coach or something. They need some type of male role model yes. in their life. That that's that's a that and that's it's kind of fucked up that we even that, talk about. I'm about to say that's moms. a whack question. And the reason why it's a whack question to me is it's like saying what do we tell the criminals in jail after they've committed a crime? Like my nigga, you the one thing you shouldn't have done was the crime. If you a single mother <laughs> of a of a boy. If you're a single mother of a boy, you shouldn't have a boy with a man that you don't think is a man. So now that you've done it, it's like, what are we going to tell her now? And now we have to have pity. We don't have pity on the dudes in jails for the mistake they make. But when a woman has a baby from a fuck nigga, we make mistakes. Well, she was dating that fuck nigga because he was getting her hair done at the time. She was dating that fuck nigga because he was taking her to the club, showing her a good time at the time. That doesn't mean that that dude is the right guy to raise a child with. So... You made the baby with somebody that was whack. And now you're saying, what do we tell them? Be smart with the next nigga you choose. Men can hide who they are for a while, though. So you could. And I'm not saying that that's not true. Men can hide who they are. But your job is to figure out who they are before they before hide. Before you have a kid, especially. I'm not saying don't fuck with them. I'm not saying don't have sex with them. I'm just saying if you're going to allow this man to run up in you raw. You just basically gave him the power over your life or you're going to have an abortion. You gonna have, it's either one. So saying, what do we tell a single mother? Don't have kids some fuck niggas. Don't date fuck niggas. Don't date dudes for the wrong reasons. Don't date guys because he has money, he has swag, and he's a street dude. Date guys because you feel like, I want my child to be like him. Date guys because you feel like, I want my child to have an opportunity to be raised by this person. Women be making dumbass decisions and being like, well, I'm a single mother and that's the thing. No, no, you are a... Uh, not so smart, mother, because you made the wrong decision. I'm not going to say you're dumb. No, that's real. Because some people have that, but you made bad decisions. And you should not be having kids with dudes that you don't want your child to be like. So, so post a bad decision, right? So post, now, post bad decision. Now post bad Let's decision. do that, though. Post bad decision. For that single mother, I think, like, A, you <laughs> need to find uh, male influences, black, like actual male role models influences. So that comes in the form of, like I said, playing sports. Like I, you have coaches that are that are literally like that are great fathers, that are great mentors. That are they need to find actual mentorship. But your son don't need to be with you in the nail salon. Okay. He don't need to be going with you to get your hair done. Like no, he needs to be around other masculine, hetero men teaching him traits and trades of of the world of being becoming a man. The real question is, and my famous brother Don Vito's saying is. Are you a bad pick? Are you a bad picker? <laughs> Regardless of what, something went bad. Something definitely went bad. And we got to figure out how to fix it. And it ain't. And for me, it's like, you can say whatever you want. Oh, you don't know, da, 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 da. Listen, I tell the men the same thing. If you ask me, how do you feel about men? Bro, just because she look good and she got a fat ass don't mean you run up in the raw and put a baby in her. Because she can drive, make your life crazy too. And what we have is a lot of people who lusting and being immature now making little humans and saying and blaming each other for it when it was both their fault but the woman 99 times out of 100 gets left with the bad choice and the man gets left in a different way so that's why we got to drilling on women more than we drilling on men because y'all be making y'all y'all mess with guys with, oh he's a scammer he got money and he gonna spend some money on me i'm gonna let him fuck oh, okay cool now guess what happened you have a baby scam on your hands <laughs> you got a baby scam you're trying to figure out no seriously but why I, you can't distinguish the difference between a trick and somebody to have a baby with that's that's what that's, that's my point but that's my, that's my point 
You should not have a baby with someone if you don't think that this person can be in your can be a great husband. In my opinion, you even if you don't marry him, you still don't want to have a baby with a guy that's a bad pick. And that's what happens. And then they add, and then somebody like Juju has to figure out a way to make another man have to be more masculine energy around him when the whole time this woman just made a bad move. And if we treat it like a bad move, maybe she won't make it again. But because we're like, she's a single mother and we need to support, she keeps making a bad decision over and over and over again. And another man has to come in and suck and save the day. And then he's looked at as the real nigga for taking care of somebody else's kids. You shouldn't have been fucking with street dudes. You shouldn't have been fucking with bad guys. You shouldn't have been fucking with guys that was just that you messed with just because they bought you something or they was nice to you. That's just my opinion. Street dudes are not the only bad guys. I just have to say that because it be them lame niggas too who sit there and will act like th- those are silent killers. Them niggas are snipers. I don't care what nobody say. Ooh. The lame niggas are snipers. They, they are. are silent killers, and they they men are gonna do what they. Men are gonna finesse you to get the pussy anyway. So they they will fake. They will lie. They will give you little crumbs until they get the prize. So at the end of the day, like you said, you're right. Know who the real person is. That's why, you know, before I used to not want to date people with kids, but now I want to date people with kids. Cause I want to see what type of father you are. Like now I'm kind of like pulling back from that, but y'all be looking at me like I'm crazy. Cause I don't have kids. I don't get no rewards for not choosing the wrong baby daddy. I want some, I want some brownie points for not just having a baby. No, daddy I agree. No, I agree. I totally <laughs> agree. I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm just saying, can't make bad moves and then be like, why aren't men being real? You made a bad move, mama. And now you got to live with it. And now you got to, you know, hope that a good guy comes in and wants to take care of you and your kids that are not his. I cannot wait till male birth control is like fully approved. I by can't FDA wait either. I, by I, the way, I, I'm not blaming. I think dudes are dumb too. But the dude usually doesn't get left with the dumb move. Agreed. And women do. That's why I got a problem with it. Women get left with the bad decision. Women get left to take care of the kid. And then they want brownie points for, baby girl, you shouldn't have messed with him. Mm. You knew he wasn't shit. You thought that you was different. You thought because you were different, he was going to treat you different. No, he is exactly who he was to everybody else. Because once you get on the other side of getting the vagina, the real him comes out. Figure out what the real him is and then don't give him the vagina or make him wear a condom. Ooh, not the C word. Oh, my God, not a condom. (laughs) Not a condom. (laughs) My entire life, I can't, I'm being honest with you. I don't know how many women that I've slept with. And I've slept with a lot, though. You know, I've had my stage. I've only got one woman pregnant in my life. In my life. I've only had kids with one woman in my life. Why? Because I thought about my kids are going to be 15, 16, and I want to make sure I have it with a person that is going to raise them right. So when I met Yoki, I remember telling her, I want my daughter to be like you. And she was like, that's so sweet. This is day two of meeting her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's so sweet. I would love my son to be like you. And I was like, we should have a kid together. And we did. And my son my acts like, well, my easy. son acts like her and my daughter acts like me, but we still won. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a good characteristic in picking out a mother then since we're here? Picking out a mother? Yeah. Whew. She didn't care. She wasn't impressed by what the world was doing. If if you're impressed, all somebody got to do is impress you. Mm. I don't. I'm not impressed. A nigga could come in here with a hundred billion dollars cash. You wouldn't. Even if I'm impressed and blown away, I'll never show that Mm -hmm. because I understand that the minute that they can see that I'm impressed by something, they know I know how to get them now. He's impressed. Mm -hmm. Women be impressed by money, stature, all the other shit, and then wonder why they end up on the other side of it. You didn't pick him because of his character. You didn't pick him because of who he was to the world. 
You picked them because of what temporary feelings you wanted. And now you got him, and now you stuck permanently, and now you're blaming him. You picked him, baby. You fell for his bullshit. Just being honest. You fell for the Instagram likes. You fell for them likes that I was you giving. Fell you it. fell for that. You fell for the clout. You fell the for the loudness. You fell for it all. He was a street nigga. You liked the thug nigga. You fell for it. And now you're looking at it like, somebody needs to be a real man and step up. No, baby girl. But I know some street niggas that are really good dads, too. Like, it's so hard to figure it out out there. That's why I don't have kids. You're right. That's true. It is, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is some street dudes that are really good dads. It is that. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm only using street guys mm-hmm. because yeah, that's the cycle in our community. Yeah. Women mess with these street guys, have baby from these street guys, and then want a good guy to come in and play stepfather. A guy that she would have looked over for the street guy when she was in her prime looking good. She don't look good no more. Street guy got all the street guy got all the good got all the good mileage out the car. She's looking for a life raft now. (laughs) Now she's looking for a real man to come take care of her. Now she's picking on different shit. And my thing is, is that we change. What impresses you at 19 Mm -hmm. is not gonna impress you at impress you at 27. So just wait till you fucking 27. (laughs) Am I tripping? Wait till you 27, and now you have a chance to really be impressed rather than wait until you're doing it when you're 19 and then wondering why you're fucked. You're fucked because you made a decision at 19 and that you should have made when you was 30. Period. Um, okay, so there is a... Um, all right, so there was a man who was accused of sexual abuse at his wife's daycare. She came and shot him, right? She's now sentenced to four years in, privile- in prison. Wait a start, start the whole thing off. You said there was what? All right, so there was a lady. She owned a daycare. Mm-hmm. It's here. Her husband was accused of sexually uh-huh, abusing some of the kids at the daycare. She found out and she shot him. Like She killed him, right? She didn't kill him. She shot Why him. She, she shot in the wrong place. She wasn't she probably, shooting to kill. She, she probably, probably didn't know she was. She probably didn't know how to kill him. I yeah, didn't. I ended the clip. <laughs> so wait, he's she. She's sentenced to four years in prison while he's about to get out um, right now because he hasn't been charged yet with the sexual abuse. Um, in a situation like this, how should they handle? Because Georgia, well, so it should be like Florida. Florida just implemented the death penalty for, for people rapists. who mm-hmm. rape children under the age of twelve. It doesn't matter if you if you have any allegation or anything like of that nature on your name, mm-hmm. bro. Either you better get them before I get them. Can I ask a question? Type situation. By the way, I'm only asking this to play devil's advocate and be hypothetical. If they say that, and I and by you, this is not my question. A friend of mine asked me this, and he really made me look at the world differently. That's why I have the views that I have on like all of these things. Mm-hmm. If you're born gay, do you believe you're born gay? Possibly. I think I think I mean a lot of people say they are like a lot of gay people say I they are born gay. I think there's, there's I think life circumstances. No, I'm saying I'm saying I think, I, think I, I believe. So no no no. I'm I think not, I think there's I think there's nature and nurture, right? So I think naturally nature some people. And nurture. So, so I think some people naturally can be born with a confused like confused molecules and they don't understand who they are. No no. I'm trying. But I'm, trying nurturing I, 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 I'm the, trying to get to a point. But I'm trying to get to. No hit me. I'm trying to get to a point. You're a product I'm of the environment. I'm trying to get to a point mm-hmm. is that we that that I'm raising Kasson raised me and I just want to get your thoughts on it. If you can be born gay, right? And there you can find videos from the fifties where they're like. A man, and he's sitting there. It's like this guy's this guy, but this is him. But what you don't know is that he has a sickness. His sickness has him attracted to other men. This is 
this is, by the way, you can go, look up this on YouTube right they now, right? Where they were saying illness. that it was mm -hmm. mental illness, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing is, is that if being gay is a mental illness, then why is it being a pedophile a mental illness? And that's what someone asked me, and it made me think, like, damn, I never thought about that. So I'm not saying it's not a mental illness. but I'm just saying, but if it is a mental illness, then do you think it's, then that means it's it mental be. health. Then you have to handle it like it's mental illness. And, you know, am I tripping? But you, some so, so there's, but there's certain things, there's certain things like, so when you abuse, like, even if it's a mental illness, there's a, there's a, a way to seek help before it actually triggers like before that, but here's the thing. That is the one thing that imagine if you are a therapist mm -hmm. and someone comes to you and he's like, "I'm attracted to little boys and I want to do." At some point in time, you gotta fucking tell the cops. Yeah. Well, no. Self so yes, I'm trying to say, but, but a therapist only a therapist only has to tell a cop after they they've done the act. Do you, no, like they, that's my point. But even but here's the thing though: if you're thinking someone. it and you tell me, I'm telling somebody. Yeah. But you, but as a therapist, so what's crazy? So I actually, when talking to a therapist, there's only certain times that they can actually do something. It's only if you harm somebody, or you harm yourself. That's so, my point. But that, so even if you say I'm I'm having these ill thoughts in my mind. So if you say if you go to your therapist and say, man, I really want I really uh, I'm infatuated with blood. I, I want to shoot somebody. Therapist like, okay, let's let's just dial it back. Let's dial it back. Exactly. I'm gonna talk through why you are feeling these these things, right? But then you say tomorrow. It's happening. I'm shooting somebody. Now the therapist has to has to yeah, go. Yeah, but even if they're not going to tell you that, that's what, I'm only saying that you say that. They know it's wrong. That's why they don't say it out loud. Mm -hmm. But I believe in the next 20 years, however long, there are going to be laws to protect pedophiles the same way there are laws to protect the LGBT community. I just believe that because all it takes is for one pedophile to come out and say, hey, I'm, I got mental illness, man. I'm crazy. It's already and starting. Then, yeah, I'm just so saying, they but if they do so that, like, like I said, once like, again, you better hope you better hope the court gets them before <laughs> I get them. I get it, but then here's the thing: all and it takes is one trouble. person like you. Now you in trouble, and you can't be around your family. And I'm only asking you that because I think we go down these rabbit holes <laughs> of laws, and we kind of include who we want and we don't want. But if it's considered an illness, then it needs to be treated like it's an illness. Mind you, I, mind you, I've never had it happen to me. I've never had it happen to anybody that I love that I know of. Right, so I, it's hard. But for, for me, it's just kind of like. But damn, in the 50s, they thought being gay was sick and that they had to punish you and, and do these things. And then today, in 2020s, you're saying the same thing. Like, yo, man, they need to punish these guys or these people who are attracted to youth. But it, it's a, is it a mental illness? Cause but if you, if you abuse other, like, if so, like, it's a difference, it's a difference in, like. No, no, by the way, and by the way, let me just make this clear. I'm not with it. I don't accept it. But I do feel like. When someone said that to me, I was like, damn. No, it gives you perspective. I was like, damn, I never thought about it like that. Because if somebody was like, I can't, like, imagine a guy like, I, I can't, can't help it. I'm, I'm attracted to these kids. And you like, you know, you want to kill them. They you call it you ageless want, love. But it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But my thing is that sometimes yeah, at that moment, we kind of got to get in the heads of these people, understand what the fuck is wrong mm -hmm. with them. And that means allowing them to come out without the shame and really getting into the conversation. That's all I'm saying. And it's something that I don't think that we're ready for. But I promise y'all, it's coming. Yeah, I mean it's coming. It's gonna come. It's gonna be one a uh, one yeah. guy that's gonna come out and say, Yes, I am a pedophile, yes, I am attracted to kids, and yes, I feel this way, and he's going to want some kind of sympathy or understanding from the community. I'm it's gonna come. Yeah. It's gonna so, come. We've spoke about like, this. Like 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 that like I'm not, not to cut you off, but like that kid. It's a kid that literally in Atlanta, Georgia, that went on a murder spree and killed like nine Asian people. Like, see, and yeah. he's like, now he's going to trial, trying to claim an insanity, saying he has a sickness. Like, oh, they're going to still punish him because we know he did it. But why are we going to trial about it? 
That's a waste so of time and energy. I'm saying, but that, that's my point. That means we're still giving people. someone who we know is sick, who we know did a sick crime, a fucking opportunity to be heard. Mm-hmm. To me, that's dumb. But we're going to do it. So I think it's dumb to give a pedophile opportunity. But I'm watching them do it with these other people. I'm like, damn, this, we're going down a slippery slope that I think is going to really like, bite us in our ass. I mean, it makes it, it, makes it interesting because you have cases like Waco. What happened in Waco, Texas, right? Where there's a whole cult. Where he's like he's grooming kids. He has like yes. men. The men are able to marry ten and twelve year olds, whatever. But that was it, it was a, a um, isolated situation, right? Yep. It's where I feel like now in, in those situations where if it's something that's isolated and it's something that's like okay, this is a community that's built around it. Where where you have certain communities around the world that have like there's no age limit on marriage. Like marriage is based on yeah. It's based on it's based on hierarchy or wealth. Yeah. Like you come and say, I'm gonna give you two cows, you take my daughter when she turns fourteen because she's now if you, she's I mean if you look at the color purple, that's what it was that thing. He was like grown ass man mm-hmm. messed with a little girl. So I understand that, but but from a from a standpoint of abusing children like no, but, now, him, but but here's the thing. Where does it start? Here's the thing. It, it happened at a point in time. That's all I'm saying. All I'm trying to say is I just want us to look objectively. Mm-hmm. It happened at a point in time where it's acceptable. Was it right? Was it wrong? Like, if you told me right now that, like, dog, like, I can legally marry an 18-year-old girl. I couldn't imagine it be, She's not mature enough she to be with a guy to, like me. She can't go to the bar with me. I'm saying, but it's still a law that says I can do it. Facts. I don't want to do it. That's why I won't do it. And in Texas, it. it's 16, I think what I believe. Juju's trying to say is that it's a difference between, like, being in love with somebody and abusing a kid, right? So no, but, they, I'm, I'm, but I'm right? not even trying to like be about they, love. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it strictly from a legal standpoint. The point in time will be when I watch the color purple. That's why people are like that's a classic. Not to me. Color purple. Is a father really gives dark. his daughter a child away to a man, and we let that happen, right? Like that's how it was back that in was those days. Living, that's yeah. how way it was living. We don't. The law has mm-hmm. changed. Have the minds though, and that's what I'm asking because the law changes, then we change the minds. And but by the way, the minds can be changed. Like oh well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't think you should do it like that because mm-hmm. it should be like that. I'm just telling you that the more we reason, that's why with my team, I, I told my team I made a decision. And I made, I made a decision with God. Like, it was not, by the way, it's just some business shit. It was just like, I'm not taking a job. Mm-hmm. I, but I know if I said it out to my, just myself, I can reason with myself. Mm-hmm. But the minute I said it to Shayna, Jay, Jack, Don, you guys, and somebody offered me one, I go take it. There's a consequence to that. Now, nobody on my team believes me no more. Mm-hmm. This nigga just told us he ain't going to do something. He just fucking did it. So I said out loud to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? So Absolutely. I'm just like, in this time, we just got to get there. Where it's like, not being afraid to like, talk about shit, say shit, and get through it. So I think that goes to ask, ask the question. And this this actually came up in a, I was listening to, uh, it was it had to be a, a NPR podcast. It was, it was one of these podcasts, right? And they were talking about uh, public opinion. They said, should you be able to change your, should you get consent from your child to change their diaper? And I was like, what kind of shit is this? Like, like literally, but that's, but that, that goes to show like just the, the thought process that we have with people. Everybody's trying to make their opinion law. That's what I'm trying to say though. But people are trying to figure out how to exist in this world. Yeah. I've never changed a diaper. I got two kids. I've never changed a diaper. But it's, I just, so I, just didn't, I just, no, didn't, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to change my daughter. I don't want to change my daughter's diaper. I don't think me as a man, I don't want to do that. That's my daughter, but I still wouldn't do it. That's just mm-hmm. me. Because mm-hmm. I just don't like the way it feels. Mm-hmm. 
I think a woman should change a woman. And I didn't change my son just because I'm just really big on fluids. And I want fluids <laughs> in my hands and fluid. shit. I've so changed my fair share of diapers. I have. <laughs> I've never. I think I might have changed a diaper one time in my life, and that was my son. I'm in the potty training phase right him. now. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. We yeah. go to the next level. It's hard to. But I'm just saying. I want people to think about that because it's like we every time we open up a door, be like, but well. Then everybody deserves a well. But then it goes to like how are we gauge in mental wellness? Are that's we doing point. like everybody, cat a, scans that, you're right. on people everybody deserves a well. What Every everybody's gonna deserve react. a well. Everybody's exactly. gonna deserve a well. Hold on, we just killed him right. for that. Now we're gonna we just let him go for that. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying a whole scary. new cleanse. We gotta cleanse this shit. It just made me uncomfortable talking about it. But I but when it came up, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it because it was mentioned to me in a way where I was like, damn, I, I got to look at shit. I, no, I definitely read, get it. I definitely get it. But it's world. like, there's certain things that are off. Like, oh, like elderly and children, like, are two things that I agree. You- should be off limits. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's go. Okay, so, in close, I got two music questions for you okay. guys. What is the saddest song in hip hop? Saddest song? Yeah. You stop. And that's not even a sad song. Who said a song? Somebody said a song? Yes. A sad, a sad song. I just think, to me, I think it's how you view sadness. I mean, some people, some people might think it's that's subjective. Some people might think Biggie's uh, "Suicidal Thoughts" is a sad song about a man trying to kill himself. Like that's sad. Like we should give him some mental. By the way, why didn't we want to give him mental health? <laughs> He did bad albums. Just something to think about. He literally made an album shit. about ready to die and dying, <laughs> and he killed himself on the album. Where and he rapped about made. why he was going to kill himself. And no one thought to Set get his brother some goddamn help. <laughs> his brother needs some help. No one thought that. We was Go just like, tour. that's dope. So for me to say the saddest song, it's one of my favorite songs. I was about to say, I'm in that same boat. My favorite, I'm going to go different than y'all. Y'all ain't going to like this. My favorite song, I would say, is Sewer. No, not Suicidal Thoughts. My favorite song is this song by Naughty by Nature called Everything's Going to Be All Right. That song fucks with me because it's about, it's a sad story about a nigga from the ghetto who's trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And the hook is like, everything's going to be all right now. And he's like, and he starts off, some get a little, some gets none, some catch a bad one, and some lead the job half done. I was one that always, I was one that was always mad and I was one that was always mad and none of that, never met my dad, motherfuck the fact. And he just starts going on this story about how he was a born loser and he just decided he going to change it. To me, that's a sad story. I but think to, my, it's a great song. My perspective is a little different, right? And it's 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 not it's not even being a joke. But I think like you look at future, my collection is really a sad ass song. Oh, and the reason I say it's sad, like you can understand his toxic mask, like mm-hmm. you can understand why he's so toxic. But that's my point. It's like it's it's perspective. It's not like it's a sad song. Like you could, some people might think I'll be missing you is a sad song. But Mind it you, it's one of my with, favorite records. But it's so it's like the the vulnerability of it, and it's like. She told me she was an angel. She fucked two rappers and three singers. She got a few athletes on speed dial. I'm trying to get the cases missed before I see trial. He's like literally like I I I was gonna do I was I was down for this woman. I was gonna (laughs) give her my like I was gonna build a life. And she told me she was real. And she just her whole it's all perspective. So I'm like it's just that's why it's hard to say what's the saddest song. I can't answer that. Like Without uh, and, and Naughty by Nature, everything is gonna be all right. Is a great record. It's one of my favorite hip hop songs ever, and it actually makes me get emotional because he ends the song with, you know, if you ain't ever been to the ghetto, don't ever come to the ghetto because you wouldn't understand the ghetto. Like as a kid from the ghetto, that was the first time someone said, "Stay the fuck away from us if you don't understand us." Like that's why I thought it meant so much. But 
wasn't a sad song to me, so that's why it's hard for me to answer that. I like those. All right, and what is your best female rap collaboration? To me, the first female rap or just female in the, on a rap collaboration? Like, I got best... Oh, wait, matter of fact, I actually have best female-male rap collaboration, so male and female together. So I was th- first thing I went to was... was you're all that I need, the record with Mary, but Mary didn't rap on it. Mm. Mary didn't rap on it. That's why it's hard to say that one. Um... Man, that's I don't know, hard, I feel like man. I take that though. I'm gonna say uh, it's a song that Biggie and Lil Kim have called. What do you do if your bitch is untrue? Do you cut that sucker? Off? Yeah, it's to me, that was one. Get another. All right, what you got for me, Juju? I know you got something Best good for me. Female rap, male rap collaboration. Uh, I got something I like. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. What do you say? Knuck if you buck. <laughs> Knuck if you buck was an amazing song. But that's I know not. you love that shit. <laughs> that was, hey, that's one of the ones the women carried the man. The, she carried yeah, the she fuck did. out of them on that record. She carried, Diamond carried Crybob on that record. Um, nah, there's a, but. There's another track where the female carried the men on the record. I'm waiting for y'all to say it. What song? Nothing. I'm waiting. Go say it. Yeah, go ahead. What song? Yeah, somebody said it already. Monster. I don't even look at it as a collaboration. Yeah, that was, that, that was, like, that that was, was a compilation record. song to me. Uh, what is Five niggas on it. It's a compilation. Mm. A, a collaboration to me it's two, feels like. Uh, one is one. Yeah, like. I would say. Wayne and. We had a couple that were crazy. And you're just saying Wayne. I'm not being biased. I'm not being biased. I'm trying to think because I have so many songs that I like, but it's like best female male collaboration. Is it new? Is it old? Is it? Let me think on that. Let me think on that. Well, we at the end of the show. Right. You want to come back next week? I'll come back next week with with mine. I like that. Come back next week. Go ahead. Tell the people. Yo, so shout out to our sponsors, Tote and Carry. Shout out to. Yoko Vaca. Shout out to everybody supporting this. Like, subscribe, share. Tell somebody anything. We need it right now. Keep supporting the show. We're climbing the charts, so we can't do it without you guys' effort. And this effort costs you guys nothing. So if you like this quality we'll be doing, just keep supporting. Let's get it. It's the God Show, and we are out. Sir. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.